Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to another episode of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. Uh, today, we have NFL football. Tonight is the first game between uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. So we are here to uh, talk about the Browns as we prepare for the season, give our uh, picks for the year for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Uh, as always, I can't do this by myself, uh, so I have my co-host Jack McCurry with me. Jack, man, how we doing? We ready for some football? Oh, absolutely, brother! It's been a long off season as they usually are. You know, we had to get through the grind of having four preseason games, but football is back, and I, this is going to be a really good matchup tonight too. We got the Chiefs, obviously the defending Super Bowl champions. We're waiting to see if Travis Kelsey is going to go, and then you got the Lions, who. I think a lot of people expect in what is a down year for the NFC conference to be one of those teams that could potentially make some noise. I think it's a solid opener to kick off the 2023 season. Do we think that the lions are going to make the playoffs for the first time in, in many, many years? I'll tell you when we make our season predictions. Later. That, 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 that's a good tease. Cause I, we'll, we'll find that out a little bit later on. Uh, but what we, what we want to do, we kind of did this last year uh, when the season was getting ready to roll. Um, we had some over and under uh, that we wanted to do for the Browns. This year we're calling it the, the Dogland Browns Bets. And we have a, a series of questions that we put out onto the Twitter account for the Dogland uh, or X. I still don't know what to call it. <laughs> um, but we put out a series of questions. And, Jack, we're going to roll through these, give uh, what the listeners thought uh, through their responses, give our thoughts to these as well. And the, the first one is probably, you know, the, the most interesting question. And, and I'm sure we'll, you and I will be able to answer this later on. But uh, where will the Cleveland Browns finish in the AFC North in 2023-24? Um, the readers or the listeners seem to think they'll finish in first. They finish, uh, that percentage right now currently is 59.5. Second is 30.2. Third is 3.4 and fourth is 6.9 percent nice uh from our <laughs> listeners uh so jack uh where are you leading on in regards to our listeners for this i mean obviously this tease is what's going to happen later when we make our predictions but i i it's so hard anthony because obviously this is we expect the afc north to be stacked to be a literal fight to the end um i know you know the majority of the national media thinks that the browns are going to finish last which uh, we all know why they're, you know, there's the little, the, the somewhat bias, but I do agree. It is a stacked AFC North. I think, uh, you know, it all hinges on what happens with Deshaun Watson, obviously, but I, I said second, just because I still think Cincinnati, they've been the reigning Kings of the division the last couple of years. And uh, I expect, you know, barring any significant injuries to anybody that they win the North, but I, I had the Browns finish in second, man. How, how about you? Yeah, I'm I'm at the same thing here. I, I I pick second, and I think the most interesting thing with the AFC North is that each team has a ceiling of first place, and each team has a floor of first, fourth place. I I think it's all up in the air for this entire season for the AFC North, and any team can finish first, second, third, or fourth in this division. That's how strong it is. Uh, that's how close it's going to be all year long. That's why this game on Sunday is extremely important against the Bengals because you want to go and, and try and get that tiebreaker, you know, first thing this season, uh, you know, when you host them on Sunday. So 
every divisional game is going to be extremely important for every team in this division because I think that it's just going to be that close all season long. And, you know, I, I think that this division could go the route of the NFC uh, East last year where you have uh, three playoff teams coming from it. Um, I, I think this division is that strong, has the potential to be that strong. The, the talent is certainly there in this division. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of, you know, RD's AFC, North T is going to beat up on each other so much that, you know, these teams finish with like a 10 and 6 record, or excuse me, a 10 and 7 record, or a 9 and 8 record. I'm still trying to get used to the 17 game thing. Um, or are these teams going to be able to beat up on the rest of their uh, non divisional schedule and finish, you know, 12 and 5, 13 and 4? You're going to have multiple, multiple teams do that. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how this division shakes out. And I, I just think it's going to be a fun race to watch across the entire NFL uh, this, this whole season. Yeah, definitely. I just, I just think that that whole, the whole division, you know, barring any significant injuries should be a battle all the way down to like week 15, 16, and maybe even 17. And like you, I think there could be three playoff teams coming out of this division. Um, you could say all four could somehow make it, but you got the West, which is stacked, the East, which is stacked, um, the South, not so much. I think that's going to be a clear uh, one horse race, but this is why this year is so important for the Browns is, you know, you got to start proving yourself to be among the elites and that, and that comes with fighting for the division title and it's going to be a legitimate fight and the Browns have to come out swinging early because they play all their divisional opponents right out the gate. And, you know, it could come down to the week 18 matchup in Cincinnati for the division. Uh, it could come all yeah, the way down to definitely. that. So it could be a, a fun season all the way through. And I, I think what this season depends upon is this next question. Uh, the second question is how many total touchdowns rushing and passing will Deshaun Watson have in uh, this season? 6.1% said less than 25. 33% said 26 to 30. 39.4% said 31 to 35 and 21% said 36 or more. Now uh, the Browns have not had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns since uh, Brian Sipe in the eighties. So it's been a very long time since that has happened. And, you know, majority, you know, think that between his uh, uh, passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, he could get to that spot. Jack, what say you about uh, where you think Deshaun will finish up in this uh, category? I voted for 31 to 35, and I actually went back and looked at the numbers and everything. He averaged right around 30 touchdowns during his four years in Houston, and that includes his rookie year, which he only played seven games in before he tore his ACL. But he had 104 touchdowns in the air. He had 17 on the ground, which equates to 30.25 touchdowns a year. So I think you know, he's going to get back to form. He even said, he goes, I don't want to be the Houston to Sean Watson. I want to be a better version than that. And I don't see why he can't. He looked promising during the preseason towards the end of last year. Once he started to get back into a rhythm, there's a array uh, cast of um, skill players around him to where I think he can get that goal. And I think 31 to 35 total touchdowns is a good solid high mark for Deshaun Watson to achieve this year. I'm right there with you. You know, it's amazing how we tend to be on the same page with these things. It's like we've done this podcast for seven years together or something. Um, 
But yeah, I think he's going to be around the same range. It's, if it's less than 25, the Browns have had a really bad season. Uh, and he's had a bad season. Yeah, right. Just, and, yeah. and, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions, you know, raised on that. If he throws for, you know, if he combines for more than 36, you know, the, the Browns might be winning the division uh, and going even further. So uh, I think this is a, a good sweep, a sweet spot, 31 to 35 for him. Um, you know, definitely to build upon, you know, last season, the the few games that he did play, um, I, there is a lot of talent uh, across this entire team. And you have to kind of factor in, you know, how Nick Chubb fits into this and, and how many touchdowns he'll have uh, this season. But, um, you know, I think Deshaun will be much improved. This offense will be much improved. Uh, you're going to see, um, you know, a lot of these uh, receivers and tight ends just, you know, have tremendous seasons. And I, I think Elijah Moore is going to make all the difference for all this uh, offensively. So um, I'm right there with you with the 31 to 35. As we hit up our, our third question here, uh, Miles Garrett has had uh, 16 sacks in each of the last three or last two seasons. And our question was, will he hit 16 sacks for the third consecutive year? A resounding 94.9% say yes, he will. Uh, 5% uh, say he will not. Jack, I, I tend to think that with the uh, additions to this defensive line and uh, the addition and defensive coordinator with Jim Schwartz, that I don't think there's, you know, barring, you know, any sort of injury or anything, uh, I don't think there's any doubt to me that he's going to hit this uh, 16 sack mark uh, for the third consecutive season. Yeah, I was trying to find the tweet because it was posted here the last couple of days about who uh, had 16 plus sacks three consecutive seasons. I want to say it was Reggie White in the 80s. So I'm going to hold on to that. But I do think Miles Garrett's going to hit this. You talked about the supporting cast. It's definitely the best and the most and the deepest he's had during his uh soon to be seven year run with the Browns, adding Zadarius Smith, adding uh, Oboe Karanquo, Shelby Harris, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, the rest of the guys on that defensive front, adding Jim Schwartz, who's been great with pass rushers wherever he's been throughout his coaching career. I, I think we're going to see the best of Miles Garrett this year. The supporting cast around him, uh, the fact that he, you know, hit the 16 sack mark. Uh, last year with no real help around him, Jadevian Clowney checked out. And then you had guys like Taven Bryant, Jordan Elliott, among others on that defensive line. I just think Miles Garrett's going to hit his stride this year and it's going to have a career year, uh, which means he's going to rack up a lot of sacks and may even rack up an award as well towards the end of the season. Yeah. Do we feel that he is maybe the front runner for defensive player of the year going into the season? I I wouldn't say front runner just because there is a strong group of contenders there, but I definitely think he's up there in the mix. When you talk about the Micah Parsons, the TJ Watts, the Nick Bosa's who congrats to him on his brand new contract. Uh, Miles is probably looking at that saying in a year or two, it's probably, it's probably time to go back to the table with the Browns to get a new deal done, seeing the money Bosa got. But I do think Miles is in the mix. I wouldn't say it, call him the front runner, but he's definitely in the mix. All right, as we move on to the next question here, uh, we asked who will lead the Browns in receptions in 2023 and 24. Uh, we put up three options with an option for other, uh, which ended up getting 0%. So our top three options are Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku. 
who did you pick uh, to be the top option in receptions for the Browns this season? I went with Amari Cooper. Like, I think Elijah Moore is going to have a heavy hand in this offense for sure. Um, you go with Amari. I mean, he's been great wherever he's been, whether it's Oakland, whether it's Dallas, and whether it's with the Browns last year. Over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. More importantly, 78 catches. Uh, it seemed to be the guy Brissett and Watson both trusted in the passing game. He had 132 targets. I definitely think he's still the number one receiver, even though the, the point of emphasis has been on Elijah Moore during the offseason. I still think Amari's going to be the lead guy in that receiver room, and I expect him to lead this team in receptions. What did you think? I probably went with an interesting choice here. I went with Njoku, and let me tell you why. So I, I feel that across this offense, there are a, a plethora of weapons uh, that defenders have to pay attention to. You know that they have to pay attention to Mark Cooper. You know that they have to pay attention to Elijah Moore. You know they have to pay attention to Nick Chubb. And I just feel that, you know, maybe they could try to follow the Kansas City blueprint a little bit with how successful Travis Kelsey is in that offense. And I know Deshaun hasn't had, uh, you know, a lot of uh, success with, with tight ends and where they've had a lot of receptions in the season. But I just think, Jack, that when you look at this offense as a whole and as a defense, the people you have the game plan against, I feel that Njoku creates so many different mismatches. Uh, you can't line up a corner against him. He's too fast for linebackers. I just think that he has the opportunity to be extremely successful uh, with this offense, and I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he led this team in receptions this year. Uh, obviously, I think it's going to be very spread out between a lot of different people, but um, I think that he just creates so many different mismatches that he could definitely be you know, at the top of this list come the end of the season. Yeah, I think he can. And, you know, a guy that a lot of people forget about Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he can too, just because like you said, there's going to be open looks for some guys. And DPJ has been like really cast aside all off season. And I had to remind everybody he had career uh, highs and receptions and receiving yards last year. And now he's essentially the third, maybe the fourth option on offense. And it's going to be a contract year. So, you know, DPJ is going to be hungry. There could be a case where he gets a lot of open looks and he might lead this team in receptions. It's, it's tough to say just because the skill positions, it, it might be the deepest it's been here. I know we had Landry and uh, Odell Beckham and Higgins a few years back, but I just think there's guys here that are just better and they're more durable than those guys. And I just think there's so much talent. If Watson returns to form, I think a lot of guys are going to have uh it might be a game where Cooper has a, is the leading re receiver that maybe more or Najoku, like you said, there's so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. It's interesting to see how they spread it all out. Yeah. I think what, uh, what benefits this team Jack is you can go into um, every single game and pick somebody different and they could be, you know, the, the leading receiver or the, the main focal point uh, to, you know, attack these defenses. And I think that uh, this this offense is that strong to where you would be able to do that. Um, speaking of you know picking somebody to uh, attack an opposing defense, our fifth question is: Will Nick Chubb have over under his career average in rushing yards this season, which is one thousand two hundred and sixty five yards? Sixty and a half percent said he will hit the over. 
39.5% will say that he will hit the under. Jack, where do you think Nick Chubb will finish uh, in terms of over under his career average? See, this is going to be the interesting point. Uh, one of the points uh, during the season is, you know, there was reports during the offseason that Chubb was going to get less touches. Um, you know, they were going to sprinkle on Jerome Ford. But I just think this is a chance for Nick Chubb to really be even better than what he's been. I mean, he had 1,500 yards last year and 12 touchdowns. And that was a lot against a lot of stacked boxes of, on opposing defenses. Now you had Elijah Moore, who's electric when he's in open space. You still have Amari Cooper. You have DPJ. You have Najoku. And then if you have Deshaun Watson, who gets back to form, which I think is the biggest point of emphasis going into the season for the Cleveland Browns, this could be another opportunity where we haven't seen the best of Nick Chubb because you know, against even against all the stank boxes he's faced during his career, he's still been so dominant. He's got the most uh, yards per carry. I think, well, it's like top three or top two in NFL history in terms of yards per carry at 5.2. He's had two seasons of almost 1,500 yards apiece, and he's over 6,000 rushing yards in, in five years. But I still think we may not have seen the best of Nick Chubb and this year he might become the bell cow just because Jerome Ford and Pierre strong aren't household names. Don't have a lot of NFL experience. They might, you know, give Chubb the rock a lot more than usual. So I do think he's going to hit the over on this one. I do expect him to get at least, you know, 1300 yards, maybe even more because defenses are going to have to keep this offense honest, especially if Deshaun gets to form. And that means more open lanes for Nick Chubb to keep doing what he's been doing. I, Pick the under on this, and I preface this with with a big if question. You know, if Deshaun Watson, you know, is able to uh, attack defenses through the air a lot, I think that the that Chubb will hit the under on this. Um, you know, if they decide to really make the focal point, you know, throwing the football uh, this season, you know, I, I think that uh, he'll be right at the under, like close to his average, but just under it. Um, but there's certainly going to be a lot of opportunities. You mentioned, you know, with uh, the boxes probably not being as stacked anymore to, you know, get some big gains, uh, you know, later in the fourth quarter when they need to put the, the game away. I'm, though, obviously, I would think turn to him. Uh, this offensive line is still built to, to run the ball, uh, so they'll be able to do it successfully. I just don't know, you know, how much, you know, they, they want to run. And I think they're going to do a lot of different things creatively. Uh, you know, between him in the backfield running the ball, Elijah Moore in the backfield of uh, running the ball, uh, you know, RPOs with Watson. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, different things going on in this offense. I just don't know if he's going to be able to hit his average. I think he'll get close to it, but I'm going to you know, stick with the under on this one. All right. Uh, for our next question here, um, we asked, will new addition Zadarius Smith have over under his average of 12 sacks the last three seasons? So the last three years, he has had at least 12 sacks. 42.9% uh, say that he will hit the over on 12 sacks. 57.1% uh, say that he will hit the under on 12 sacks. Now, if he somehow manages to hit, to hit the overjack and Miles Garrett has you know, 16 sacks again this season, that's a pretty dominant defensive line. 
Um, I just think that he's going to help with so much pressure to, you know, give Miles some more sacks. Where did you pick on this one in terms of the over-under? I'm going to go under, and I know people will be like, man, they're they're the best tandem in the league, and I definitely agree. Um, I think Zadarius is going to be a lot more disruptive than just sacks. And I know everybody looks at that as the be all end all, but I just, I don't see that as the case. I mean, you look at what he's done uh, the last couple of seasons, when he's been healthy, 78 pressures last year with Minnesota, 51 pressures in 2020 with green Bay. And then in 2019, which is probably his best year. When you look at the numbers, uh, 93 total pressures. I mean, that that's just, it's mind boggling. And then you pair him up with miles Garrett, who is the best defensive end a slash pass rusher in the NFL. You put those two together, they're going to cause some havoc, but it's not just them. It's going to be the, you know, the interior with Tomlinson and Shelby Harris, and hopefully Maurice Hurst is involved a lot too, but I, he's not going to get a lot. He's not going to get all the sacks that, you know, that he generates pressure. There's going to be other guys coming from other angles, miles Garrett, most notably, but I just think he doesn't hit that sack mark, but he's going to be so impactful on that defensive front. Uh, he's definitely the best running mate Miles Garrett has had, and I think it's going to show uh, quite early, especially this Sunday against Cincinnati. Uh, I'm right there with you, Jack. Uh, I think that he is going to hit the under on this. Um, you know, I'm, I agree that he's going to be extremely disruptive. The the pressures uh, that he's going to you know rack up. Um, will be pretty significant and you know the the defense on a running game I, I think is going to be you know greatly improved as well and you know you're right he's definitely the the best guy miles has had as a running mate uh you know since miles time uh that he's been here so i, I just think this this defensive line as a whole um and maybe i should have asked this yeah i don't know what the uh, um you know what the browns record is for total sacks in a season by the whole team but I think that whatever it is, they might come pretty close to that this season with the um, the entire defensive line, uh, the guys that they have there between Miles, uh, Zadarius, Shelby Harris, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Ika, uh, Okoronkwo. So I, I just think that uh, this entire defensive line is going to you know cause havoc all year long. And uh, I, I think that uh, we're going to see something special uh, on defense this year. Yeah, I definitely think so too. All right. On our last uh, question here for our 2023 Browns vets, uh, we asked, will the Cleveland Browns have over under one and a half pets pass catchers with a thousand yards, 54 and a half percent say the Browns will have at least two pass catchers with a thousand yards while 45 and a half percent say that they will have, um, zero or one uh, players with a thousand receiving yards. Jack, what did you end up picking uh, for this one? I, I went with the over just because I think, you know, I, I think Mario Cooper is definitely going to hit a thousand yards um, on the, on the season. And then, you know, it could be Elijah Moore, but I think it's actually going to be, David Njoku, I think he finally breaks out. He's finally going to have that, um, you know, breakthrough season that we've been talking about for so long. And I just think he's going to 
finally emerge as one of the top tight ends in the league and live up to that contract. So I do think there's going to be two 1,000 yard receivers on this team. Uh, well, how about you? I put the under on this. I I think it's going to be so spread out that you know it's going to be you know hard for one guy to hit a thousand yards. But I think it's going to be close. You know, I think you're going to see two or three guys with at least 800 yards uh, this season. I don't know if you're going to have more than, you know, one hit a thousand, but I, it's going to be very close. And, and you're right. There's, you know, so many guys in this receiving group, you know, including the tight ends that can get to that mark. Um, you know, I, I think Amari will be the, the leader in the clubhouse, but, you know, there's certainly opportunities for, you know, David Njoku, Elijah Moore, Peoples Jones uh, to, to get close to that mark this season. And, you know, if we have more than uh, one, that's great. Uh, if not, I still think it's going to be spread out enough that, uh, you know, everybody will be, you know, as successful as they can be. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to shake out this year. But for me, I went with the under uh, with, you know, at least, you know, maybe one, you know, hitting a thousand yards. All right. Uh, that will do it for our Browns uh, bets. Uh going into the season and what we wanted to do next is pick our playoff teams and the Super Bowl uh give our Super Bowl predictions for this season and Jack let's start in the NFC and give our division winners and the three wild card teams that we expect to make the playoffs so if you want to start uh, go ahead and run through your NFC teams that you believe will make the playoffs this season. So in the NFC, my division winners are the Eagles, the Vikings, the 49ers, and the Saints. And then my wildcard teams are going to be the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Dallas Cowboys. So how about you? I have uh, the Eagles in the East, the Saints in the South, the Niners and the West, so all all same there. Uh, for the NFC North, I picked the Lions to win the North. Uh, for the Wild Card, I picked the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bears uh, to make the playoffs in the NFC. Interesting on the Bears. I I I think they're going to be better this year, but I still think that like in the North, it's definitely still Detroit. And I think Minnesota, I still think Kirk Cousins is a solid NFL quarterback. I know they're retooling some things up there, but I still think the Bears aren't close yet. I think we need one more year, but I do think they start to uh, make some noise in that count, that division for sure. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is you know going to silence a lot of people, especially in Chicago, uh, you know that uh, complain about him constantly, which is incredible to think about because they they've had nothing but bad quarterback play for. 40 years uh, at least. So (laughs) why don't you go ahead and give uh, your picks for the AFC on who you believe will make the playoffs. All right. In the East or this division winners in the East, I have the Buffalo bills, uh, the West. I have the Kansas city chiefs, the South. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in the North, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. And then with the wild card winners, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Denver Broncos. And I have our Cleveland Browns making it back to the playoffs once again as a wild card team. 
Interesting. You're going with the the Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, there might be reasons for that. Um, <laughs> there is no bias. <laughs> in, Are you in sure? Terms of my, I am sure. I think Sean Payton woke Russell Wilson back up. Uh, hopefully, got his crap together because I do think. And there was a debate going on. Uh, I was having a debate last week about is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? And people are like, well, if you stabbed him in Seattle, he's probably a Hall of Famer. But then last year might have deterred it. I think he gets back on track. I think Sean Payton gets that team back on track. And I do think they they do surprise people because you have the Chargers, you have the Dolphins, you have the Jets. Who's going to be that seventh wildcard team? I, I've, I'm picking the Broncos. So Broncos country, let's ride. All right, I, I'll I'll believe you that there's no bias there for now. <laughs> um, it might it might win you some favors later, uh, but for the the, <laughs> the the division picks, I have the same as you. I have the Bengals in the north, the Bills in the east, the Jaguars in the south, and the Chiefs in the west. For the wild card, I have the Steelers, the Jets, and the Browns. Um, I, I was very tempted to put uh, all four AFC North teams in there. Um, but like I said in the article I wrote for Dogs by Nature, I have a very hard time picking against the Steelers um, because of everything that they've done, you know, my entire life, unfortunately. Um, and I, I maybe, you know, pick it grows and, and they sneak into the playoffs here, but uh, the Jets were another team that I was on the fence about because either this thing with Aaron Rodgers is going to go really well or is going to blow up in their entire face. And I think he's too good of a quarterback to let it blow up. Uh, now, the offensive line that they have might have something different to say about that. Uh, but I, I think that uh, you know they they have enough talent to put it together on offense and on defense uh, to to make the playoffs. Um, Jack, why don't you go ahead and give your prediction for the two title games, your NFC title game and the AFC title game. In the NFC, we get a rematch of last year's conference title game. We get the Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. And I have the Eagles coming out on top on that one, going back to the Super Bowl. And in the AFC, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus and this is non-biased people i'm telling you right now i truly believe this the chiefs will play the cleveland browns in the afc championship game unfortunately kansas city is going to come out on top we're getting a super bowl rematch with the chiefs and the eagles all right uh, you know it'd be a fun playoff matchup uh rematch from a few years ago when the browns played the chiefs in the divisional round um but uh, for me, I have the Eagles and the Giants in the NFC title game. Uh, you know, a good old clash of the NFC East with the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. And I have another rematch of the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC championship with this time the Bills uh, reaching the Super Bowl uh, and playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Jack, who you have as your Super Bowl winner? I think Kansas City's going to win it again. I know there's some uh, fear right now with Kelsey's injury that this might, you know, steer them away from another Super Bowl run, but it doesn't look like that injury is going to be too serious. Uh, all reports say it's a bone bruise, but 
Uh, when you got the best quarterback in the league, uh, I tended to do this during the Tom Brady era where I would pick the Patriots almost every year to go to the Super Bowl. And I mean, until somebody knocks him off and the Bengals did a couple years ago, ultimately didn't win the Super Bowl. It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, Kansas City wins once again, third title in four years. All right. So I have the Bills and the Eagles in my Super Bowl. And I know I'm going to make our very good friend, uh, Kevin Masari, happy with this one. Uh, I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. They've been close to getting to it the last few seasons, and I think they're finally going to get to the Super Bowl, and they will finally uh, win one. And I think the, the Bills uh, and Josh Allen will be raising the Lombardi Trophy uh, at the end of the season. So, um it's interesting to come back to these picks, Jack. Uh, we'll have to do it uh, when the season uh, wraps up. Um, and uh, hopefully we're both wrong uh, with who is in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that'd make all of us very happy um, if one specific team would be able to make it. But I will not say the name of said team. Um, as that, that is a long ways away, and there's a lot to prove still. Uh, I of course, you know, we have a kickoff tonight uh, between the Chiefs and the Lions. That will be very exciting. It seems like uh, Travis Kelsey will not play because the Chiefs activated a tight end off of their practice squad for tonight's game against the Lions. So I tend to think that maybe Kelsey will not be playing tonight uh, for the Chiefs. Um, so Probably we'll just an insurance policy, though, just right. in case, because I know they were going to work him out before the game. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, and, you know, we're just glad to have football back. You know, we had yes. the first weekend of college football uh, last weekend. Um, you know, we had the NFL starting tonight. Uh, so that's going to be extremely uh, fun to watch. You know, the majority of the country is going to see – excuse me. The majority of the country is going to see uh, the Browns and the Bengals on Sunday. It's the most uh, a widespread game that will be on CBS across the country uh at one o'clock so uh hopefully it's a good show that the browns put on i know that stadium is going to be electric and jacked up i'm already amped up and ready to go uh for first sunday and it's still you know like three days away so i'm i'm itching already uh to get down there uh, i know we're gonna start to see lines you know saturday afternoon for the muni lot um it, it, it's just the the sign jack that that football is back the brown season is back uh, we'll be here to, you know, cover the Brown season um, for the, you know, f the whole year, just as we have been for the last seven years, which is crazy to think about. Um, so I, I know I'm excited. I know you're excited. And uh, let's let's get the season rolling. Let's let's get this thing going. Let's roll, brother. All right. Uh, with all that, we're going to get on out of here. As always, you can follow Jack on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Be sure to give me a follow at AnthonyJokey, J-O-K-I. Uh, be sure to follow the Dogland at uh, the Dogland on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram, threads, all at the same handle. With that, we're going to get on out of here. We'll be back uh, next with our uh, preview episode for the week one matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals until then. And as always go Browns.